0: This is Convey, conversations on the power of good communication. I'm Michael Piperno. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Convey. Today's conversation is with my friend Brett Mitchner, who's a financial representative at the DeYoung Financial Group and also a life coach at Sentient Performance Coaching. As a business owner and medical professional for almost 20 years, Brett brings unique perspectives to the financial and coaching world. That's the reason I wanted to talk to him today, because those perspectives create something very unique. This kind of financial advisor is coach model that's really, I think, and Brett will correct me if I'm wrong, a lot about better communication between advisor and client. Hi, Brett. Thanks for joining me today. Morning, Michael. Great to be here. Brad, it seems like communicating about money and goals is kind of difficult for people, at least for many people I know, and sometimes even for myself. Why do you think that conversation around money isn't more open? I think a lot of, a lot of reasons
1: uh, money has this stigma attached. It's, it's one of the big three that you're not supposed to talk about with people. Um, and I think a lot of those conversations just don't happen in the home. They don't happen when you're raised. So you then carry on that dogma You know as an adult when we should be money should be one of the big three that we're focused on on a regular basis right it's it's your health it's your relationships and it's money in whatever form you know those are things that we as an american public just generally do not focus on (laughs) and hopefully we're going to go at least part of the way and changing that in our small corner of the world and the communication around it why that becomes so complicated for people is it's just a lack of understanding, right? You're using a vernacular that is just not open and accessible to most people. All the words, all the jargon, all the things you hear on commercials and about the stock market and GDP. And, you know, there's a million and one terms in the financial world that are just not well understood. And a lot of it is not because it's super complicated. It's just these are words you don't use in your daily life and you haven't come across them before to become familiar with them. So, a big part of what we do at the young is educate. You know, that it's just that mm-hmm. simple. I mean, we spend 90 plus percent of our time just educating somebody on hey, this is what you're actually trying to do. These are the pieces on the board, right? We use a chess analogy all the time. This is what you mm-hmm. have. You have one or two pieces and this is how they actually operate. This is what they can do, this is what they can't do. And what we find with most people when they come in is they think they have this thing that does X, Y, and Z, when really they have this thing over here that does A, B, and C. Mm. And they were unclear when they purchased it. They were unclear about how to use it and unclear that in 30 years from now, this thing is not going to look like this anymore. It's going to transform into this Mm. thing. Okay. Well, how do we actually use that? How do we interact with those pieces? How do we, Bring some, you know,
0: clarity to what it is that you purchased in the first place. Sure, it's fi- it's funny how you say about teaching and education because you know, I mean, we know each other well. You know, I'm a teacher at heart, and as you were speaking and talking about that, I was thinking about my career and how a lot of my career, when I especially when I was in marketing and branding, was really educating people about what they were buying because they they knew they needed whatever it was, exposure brand awareness. But they really didn't completely understand the different vehicles, especially in the digital era. So I really was having to do what you said you need to do with your clients is teach them what this really is all about and then help them plan for as things change. So it's interesting, the parallels, even from something very different, branding and marketing yeah. to financial planning. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, a lot
1: of that, too, is unlearning or Mm. it's facing the dogma, it's facing the, well, this is the way I was raised. And this is what I see. This is what bombards my attention all the time in the Mm. world is do this, don't do that. You know, you should be maximizing this and not worrying about that. That's not a thing that's bad. And in reality, in finance, there's no good or bad. It's just, Mm -hmm. do you have the piece that needs to do the thing that you needed to do? and it's just right. that simple. You know, and most unfortunately most people walk in to a financial planner's office with big eyes, hopes mm-hmm. of becoming a multimillionaire and they're going to show me the magic wand that's going to take my, my, you know, my job of making $50,000 a year and turn it into millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the reality is that's not really the way that math works in our world. Right. There there right. is no magic wand. Right? There is no magic product. There's no product that's going to make you a multimillionaire, and there's no magic stock tip. Those things just don't exist. Mm-hmm. And some of that is, you know, disheartening, right, for some people. Right. But it's, you know, it leads down the conversation of if you, if you hear what I'm saying, if you allow yourself to be open to, hey, I want you to be a clean slate as you can. This is the way that these things work. When you mm-hmm. do step one. And we teach you how to become an amazing saver. Then we can mm. move on to step two. Mm. But you can't go to step three until you complete a step one. Makes sense. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And that's unfortunately why people fall on their faces a lot of times. And they end up, you know, with the junk drawer approach to finance. They have all these things, but they don't know how they work. They don't know why they purchased them. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing because mm-hmm. they haven't taken those steps to really construct a process and a plan you know you don't build a house without a set of plans right and that's typically what people come to us with is like hey I have a door and a window yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to build a house it's right like, well that's great uh, that's a great door and that's a great window but where are you trying to build your house right what do you want it to look like what does this house have to do how many yeah. bedrooms do you need to have and we start peeling and asking those questions. That's when we get the their response from people of, well, I don't know. I've never been asked that before. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just going to sell me another product when I came in here. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's so important. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today is to hopefully open some folks' eyes to the conversations that really they should be having with the people who are managing their money. Because just... Even from knowing you for a few years and from conversations with you, I've even been very much thinking about my own behavior in that way. I've thought about, you know, my my situation is not typical, but I've been talking to my advisor as if I'm the typical situation. And I'll explain to my listeners what that means is I'm, you know, in my late 40s and I have a partner who's uh, older than me. So we're not on the same timeline that is typical. So a lot of the conversations I have with my advisor are, well, by the time you are ready to retire, which I don't know if I'm ever going to retire because I, if, as long as I can teach and coach, I'm going to do it. But a lot of the conversations have been around that and it's been... That's because that's what I should be, I think that's what I should be targeting. Oh, well, I'm 65, 67, I should have this much saved and I'm gonna need this much a month and that's gonna carry me hopefully until I'm nine. But that's not my goal. I wanna be comfortable then, but my goal is for my partner and I to be able to do things, to travel, to, um, to, to vacation more, to buy certain things or whatever. And you know, I have a lot of goals but I don't. I can't wait twenty five years for that. You know, so it's 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 you. I, I want to thank you personally for opening my eyes to that through our conversations. And that's one of the things I'm hoping that people will get out of this today is that you gotta let people who are there to help you know what your goals are. You have to communicate that, right?
1: Yeah, and I think I think the most important point there, and this may be eye opening, uh, you know, for your listeners is the discussions that go on with your financial person or people in your life, right? You have to understand that they aren't necessarily leading you down a path of what's best for you Mm. because a lot of times that doesn't lead to business for them. Mm. Right? Interesting. They're also going to use their hammer. So let's say I'm a surgeon. Guess what I like to do? I like to do surgery. Mm. So the scope and the view of what I'm doing is always in the vein of doing surgery, if that's my hammer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If I'm a financial planner, my job is to do X, Y, and Z that actually pay me and try to put you, fit you into a box that I already have fleshed out.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And one of the main things that separates us from everybody else out there is I don't need you as a client, Mm. right? That's not I'm not here to try to get as many clients as I possibly can to make as much money for myself. Mm -hmm. That is not my driver. That's not my partner's driver and the rest of our team that we work with. That is not their drivers. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it from a different perspective of, tell me how I can help you. Mm -hmm. Okay, first is I need to know where you're trying to go. The easiest thing I can do is for you to come in and say, oh yeah, here's a great product, here you go. Right. That's the Look, I could do that all day long, right? Most people aren't going to understand what I'm saying anyway. Yeah, true. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. But if we approach it from the standpoint that we actually do, where we say, all right, Michael, I need to understand, I know you want a short answer because Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to dive into this, you know, six by six paint by number Mm -hmm. that we're going to walk through, Mm -hmm. because I need you to fill in the ones first with this color that you've chosen that's and, and it's painstaking sometimes but when you start to get down and start to dive into some of those answers and i really know what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and you say hey my partner and i we want to travel now mm-hmm. we want to plan within the next 10 years while we are both in good health mm-hmm. we want to go see the world okay well that's very different than somebody who comes in at 30 and says i'm saving for my future I don't mm-hmm. care about travel. I don't care about this. I want to amass as much money as I can because at 55, I'm out the door. Yeah. And I'm done. Mhm. Those right. are two very very different programs and things and plans that we're going to create. Right. So, if I don't but if I don't know that, I'm trying to put you in a box that you don't want to be in. Right. And most people will shrug and walk away and say, "Well, that person's the expert. I guess they know better than me." Yeah. And unfortunately that's, that's, and that's where people get in trouble. And that's when, that's when they show up at our door and say, well, wait a second. I have all this stuff I'm paying into all this stuff, but I don't, I can't use any of it. Like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? I want to go travel next month and I don't have any cash flow. right? I'm wealthy on paper, but it's all locked up. Right. But I can't do anything. right? Right. I can't do the things that I want to do today for my life. And that's, that is why you have to create these comprehensive plans and You know, unfortunately, those comprehensive financial plan is one of those, you know, buzz phrases that gets thrown around there. Everybody does that. Mm -hmm. Well, I would beg to differ because we look at the stuff all day long. And I will tell you that everybody that shows up on my door does not have a comprehensive financial plan, at least not in the way that we would term it to be able to get them exactly where they want to go.
0: Yeah. And a lot of that's probably because they've been doing maybe what I'm learning that I've been doing is that kind of one-sided communication, letting them communicate to me what the products are and what they do and making a decision based on risk tolerance rather than actually communicating back my actual goals. It's kind of, it's, I I, I hate to say this and I don't mean any offense to you as a financial, a re- financial <laughs> representative, but when I have meetings about finance, it's similar in feeling to me from when I go to the doctor. I don't, I kind of want the quick fix. I think everybody does. Everybody wants to, like you said, I don't know. Not not that I want, I'm patient. I am patient and I can, and I, and I see the value of a plan, but a lot, I think a lot of us are programmed to want the quick fix, want the quick answer. So we have to, we have to get past that, but then also, when I go to the doctor, it's more like, okay, what are the test results? What are you going to tell me? You're the expert. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not, you're really making me think about my communication, but I'm not really ever telling the doctor anything about what's going on with me. And a lot of times they don't even ask.
1: It's sad, but true. Um, and that's a perfect analogy. So here's, here's the next level of thinking about that. So, so here's the surface level, okay? The, the way that you are communicated to is very similar. In finance mm-hmm. versus medicine. The level the 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 actual vernacular that is used is above your head in both of those circumstances as well. Right. So in medicine, true. they're right. talking about this itis and that, and <laughs> this does this, and here's the chemicals and blah blah blah. Which again, if you haven't studied medicine, you have no idea what that person is talking about. And at some point you're gonna have you're gonna have a decision. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna raise my hand and feel stupid? Yep. Or am I just gonna take the opinion of the expert and say well he or she must they do this for a living so they must know mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is unfortunately the exact opposite of what you should be doing in those situations you should be saying timeout right and when i was practicing medicine years ago i literally would tell patients to stand in front of the door and not allow the surgeon to leave the room until mm-hmm. their questions were answered mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. write them out these are the questions i need answered and if you have to You get up and stand in front of the door, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Which is insane, right? In in the real world, but that's that's the business of medicine, right? It's also the business of finance. Mm -hmm. It makes sense on the surface to say, well, look, if you are in the financial services, the least amount of interaction you have with the client once their money is their assets are under management or you've sold them products, you can see another client or -hmm. another potential client. Mm -hmm. Right. So on face value, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But the same thing with medicine. Right. I'm caring for your health or I'm caring for your finances. So my goodness, if I'm not asking what you don't understand, Mm -hmm. I am not doing my job. My job is to care for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Or my job is to care for your finances to help you achieve your goals. And most people out there, unfortunately, they're not doing their job. Right. Right. So the second level of that is that life, right? Life as, as it relates to finance and health is not linear. Sure. So I can't just say, oh, here's your plan. See you in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Have fun with it because you're on this linear trajectory of making money and life. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a second, time I'm out. We all know that life goes like this, up, down, sideways, backwards, maybe a little circle and, you know, right. just a crazy looking graph. Mm-hmm. If you think about all the things that happen in your life from, um, you know, I fell on the ice after I got my hot tub and, you know, got a concussion, I couldn't mm-hmm. work for two weeks. And so I didn't make X, right? I wasn't able to pay into this and I had to use my benefits and I had these costs coming out for medicine and physical therapy and, you know, concussion rehab, right? That was one episode mm-hmm. where, you know, God forbid you have, you know, a life-changing event early on, like I lost my father in 09, hmm. right? That that was a dramatic shift in my life, Yeah, right? Losing grandparents is something we've, most of us have, we're, by your 40s, you've gone through that, right? Mm-hmm. Or you've lost all four of your grandparents by your 40s. Yeah. So these life events, they happen. We like to pretend that they don't really affect us the way they do. And we kind of gloss over the bad, but mm-hmm. you can't, look at life as just this linear progression and things that will never change. That's, you know, the one thing we know for certain is that you will have change in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of that is we also know for certain we will not see it coming. Mm -hmm. We will have a certain level of tragedy and surprises and and great things that happen in our lives too, that, hey, I landed that job. I never thought I'd be in this job, right? So Mm -hmm. now my income went up. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, my previous plan doesn't necessarily fit where I'm at today, does it? Right. So that regular communication, and I, you know, we have clients that want to talk. You know, they want to communicate on a monthly basis. Now, maybe little things, right? Little questions here or there. Mm-hmm. And we have other clients who say, "I want to, I want to communicate quarterly or yearly or whatever." I'm always pushing them for more mm-hmm. because. Yeah. I want to be involved in the life decisions that you're making because I have a point of view you probably don't have. Right. And right now we're seeing, you know, as we sit here today, we're seeing so many refis of homes, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't want to talk about specifics, but again, here's a here's a place where we are in history where, you know, home loans are, you know, in the low single digits. I know. And that seems like an easy thing, but if you didn't talk to me about it and you're my client, which all our clients do because they know better. But Mm -hmm. if you were a prospective client and we were talking about things and then you went and did something, right, you've dramatically changed your financial composition by doing Mm -hmm. that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That doesn't mean it was a wrong decision, Mm -hmm. right, or a right decision. It's you've changed the variables, So what does that look like over time? And there's just a perspective that we're going to give you, right, that you don't have. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to take it. That doesn't mean that it would have changed the outcome. But I would have loved to have the conversation because I'm going to look at it differently. You might be in a very different financial position 10, 15 years down the road doing it one way versus doing the other. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, refining your home is something that happens just you know, all the time. And right. if you didn't, if you're not talking to your financial professional, right, that's, that's an issue mm-hmm. because you've just dramatically shifted things and hopefully for the better, but I guarantee you didn't weigh all the variables because it's just not what you do every day. Right.
0: And you have the difficult, I mean, you really, you're in an industry where there really needs to be some behavior change. People really need to be thinking about getting their financial professional Involved along the way, just as you just describe, but that must be quite a challenge. Do you find that difficult with new clients? Does it take a long time to get them to start thinking that way?
1: Um, so yes and no. It's certainly an individual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of our clients who who become our clients, they're choosing us for all the things that we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? They want communication. They want to have discussions about life changes and things that are going on in their lives. And that's part of the coaching component, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like our job, the big portion of it is coaching them and saying, you know, this is the behavior that you're exhibiting, right? Do you understand this is what you're doing on a regular basis? And the choices you have made have led to where you are right now. Mm -hmm. So, if we dissect them a little bit and say, well, you're doing this thing with your money. Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Right. Is there a reason behind making this choice or when you made that choice? And by peeling back those layers, a lot of times you find that there isn't a real reason. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I, uh, you know, my advisor said this, or my dad said this, or my cousin said this, there was an opportunity and I did this thing and this would be good for me. It's like, well, okay, it may be good for you, but let's, let's have a little more intention Mm -hmm. around our money decisions. Right. And that's something we say literally every day to different clients is Mm -hmm. I want you to be intentional about your money decisions, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Like you want to go on a shopping spree. Like, I don't care. It's your money. Right. You can do whatever you want with it, but I want you to make that decision intentionally knowing that if you go do this thing and spend a thousand dollars on clothes this month, how does that, affect things down the line right? right how does that affect how you were saving what the strategy was etc. etc. and let's just walk through that mm-hmm. because a lot yeah. of times when you would have made that splurge purchase if you had a little jiminy cricket on your shoulder right mm-hmm. or had somebody saying are you sure that's the decision you want to make mm-hmm. here's the consequences one way or the other right and again we're switzerland in the equation right mm-hmm. i'm just here to say this is not necessarily in line with the goals that you shared with me because your intention was to save X amount of dollars this month and you wanna have your savings rate at this level. Mm-hmm. Is this in line with that? Right. And you say, yes, I need clothes for work. I gotta go out and see clients. I'm client facing now where I wasn't before. Okay, look, again, I'm not here to pass judgment. Right. I'm just here to say, there's more here and there's more in line with your goals And I want you to be intentional about that decision.
0: That's the coaching piece. I mean, that's the, that's what I do for clients as well in, in my coaching work. It's, it's being that sounding board, being that advisor, helping them really work through it so they can make the best decision for themselves, which I think is, is great that you're putting that you're intentionally to use your word, putting that layer into what the work you do for your clients. Yeah. And
1: unfortunately it just doesn't happen because that, you know, that's a conversation that doesn't make me money. Right. Mm-hmm, that right. that conversation doesn't necessarily do business, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but for me, like that's the critical one. Yeah. that That is the most important thing that I do for people mm-hmm. is help them set intentions and help them set goals because at the end of the day, that's, that's what creates the actual, that's what creates an actual financial plan. Sure. Right. Anybody out there can tell you, hey, this, you know, this thing or that thing or this product is is better than this one and you should buy that. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't take more than five minutes. It doesn't really require any thought. It's just somebody making a sale and making a transaction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we're not in the transaction business. Yeah. that's that's We're in the relationship business. I want right. to be your advisor for 2030 or how many ever years I do this, right? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much out there in business is not relationship-based, even though people say, oh, my customer service is great and we care about relationships. But I'm thinking about my time running a branding agency and how many clients came to us because they were sold the wrong thing because that's what the other agency did best and made the most money on. And they would come to us and we would be brutally honest with them. And at first, they would be like, no, but I, I need to do that. That's what I should be doing. Can't you just get started and get started fast because I need the sales and I, you know, I need to fill my pipeline and, you know, we'd have to take two steps back and say, look, if I did that for if we did that for you, you're going to be in the same spot you are a year from now with the same problem because we're not fixing the problem first. We're not really talking about what your goals are and giving you a customized plan to fit those those goals and needs. Yeah, and that's,
1: and and you probably feel the same way I do when you know that when those words are coming out of your mouth, you know they're correct, right? You know they're in line with your ethics and the way you should do business. You see the end result. Mm -hmm. You also know that that client is probably going to say no thank you and move on to somebody else as well. Sometimes. Yep. Look, that's, uh, you know, I'm never here to compromise my ethics. Mm -hmm. I'm never here to tell you something just because you want to hear it or Mm -hmm. I want to make a sale. That's, you know, we just don't operate that way yeah and unfortunately you know a lot of people will and some you know there's a percentage of people that will go and ask the question until they get the answer they want right
0: yeah yep and for people like you and me those aren't the right fit that's right (laughs) so because that'll end up uh, with that's not going to be a referral generating client in the future because they're not going to be happy right you know brett we're going to take a real quick break for a moment for a word from one of our sponsors so everybody will be right back This episode is brought to you by Lacona Supply, carefully curated collections of clothing, accessories, home goods, and pet items. Lacona makes it easy to find things you love and can feel good about. Shop the collection at laconasupply.com. That's L-A-C-O-N-A-Supply.com. Welcome back everyone. I'm with Brett Mitchner of the DeYoung Financial Group and Sentient Performance Coaching and we're having a great conversation about communication around money. Brett, I wanted you to tell my listeners your story about your journey because it's interesting. You were a physical therapist, you were then a CEO, and now you're a life coach and financial advisor. So how did that happen?
1: yeah it's, it's interesting because in my head it seems very linear of decision making process but i i understand from the outside that uh that seems like a, a few left turns and maybe a right turn in there as well so i was a practicing physical therapist for 17 years uh that's what i went to college for uh, i enjoyed my time there i enjoyed the science uh it certainly fit my brain in the way it tends to work um, but there was always this need to be able to help more people and on a bigger scale and that's really what drove me to going from one clinic to then four clinics when we sold the practice and that still just didn't scratch that itch it wasn't even though the hundreds of people that we're seeing on a weekly basis just wasn't it wasn't curing that for me it wasn't enough Mm -hmm. um that I wanted to be able to continue to learn different skills to be able to help people in multiple ways. I love love saying, Oh, I got a guy. I just, I love being able to help somebody when they have a question or a problem, even if it's not me, even if it's just a Mm -hmm. referral to somebody else that is an expert that I, I get excited for them to then have that conversation and see how they can be helped by this other person. So the coaching aspect, you know, I think makes a lot of sense. And that came very easily. The financial side of things came in when I'm talking to one of my good friends, Christy Young, who's now my partner, was my financial advisor for years. And he was seeing obviously the transition as I'm going through this and selling a practice because he was involved, right? Mm -hmm. He was somebody that I would go to and say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Does this make sense? How does this play out? How does this change our financial future as a family? Asking Mm -hmm. all the questions that I hope You know, we hope that our clients are always asking with us and being very communicative. So when I talked to him, you know, I wasn't even using the word coach, which is kind of interesting. And I said, I'm going to move into doing some small business consulting because I really enjoy helping the business owner. I enjoy the complexity of the problems, uh, how their personal lives and business lives are intertwined. Uh, I just always gravitated towards that. And he was the first one to say to me, well, I'd love for you to come in and create a coaching platform. And really up Mm -hmm. until that point, I never used that word coach. And it changed. It just immediately changed in my mind and said, no, no, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. I do want to be more of a coach than an actual business consultant because I like small business. I like looking at, you know, marketing plans and business plans and those things. But what I don't want to do is sit there and write them for people. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I don't have any interest in doing that. Right. But I love coming in saying, Well, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Right. That's always the question that's running through my head when I'm talking to anybody. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. So the coaching just made good sense. And when he threw that invitation out there, I jumped on, it. I said, Absolutely, I'm in. Right. And I said, Okay, well, I don't even know what I signed up for. Right. Like, what does that even mean when right. I say yes, I'll come join the financial practice and be the coach? Well you can't be half in half out the financial world, right? No, so yeah. I took six exams over 18 months. Um, I got a crash course on what finance really means for people mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. it means for business. And obviously that is only the tip of the iceberg. And I have just learned, I've learned so much in the past few years in that financial world that it just opened my eyes to things that I did not really know exist mm-hmm. existed. and what an impact you can have on people because besides, you know, maybe religious people in their life and their health, there is nothing that impacts their life more than finance. Yeah. So this was just to me makes a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. when I understand the level of impact and the responsibility that I can carry in doing that, that just, you know, fits me to a T. So now I get to really live my best life professionally. Mm -hmm. And be the coach. Be a financial guy when you need me to do that. Right. I can also be the health guy when you want to talk about, you know, what it is that is going to really change your life from a health Mm -hmm. standpoint and an exercise Mm -hmm. standpoint. And I feel like I can be the person to help you find those answers in your life. And that's, you know, that was the progression. And I'm just at a place now where I have everything set the way I want it. And it's just, you know, business is running, coaching clients are running. I'm just, you know, constantly sharpening those saws. I can't, you know, I can't wait to read and learn in all of these areas on a daily basis. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's just, you know, taken my professional life to just a level of fulfillment that I didn't even know existed years ago.
0: Oh, that's awesome. We're going to bring this episode to a close, Brett. but I want to ask you some questions. Actually, I have one more question about the whole money management thing. What's the biggest misstep people make when they look at money management or managing their finances or planning for the future? Yeah, I, I would say the biggest misstep
1: overall is just not saving. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, unfortunately, it's that simple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our number one goal when prospects sit in front of us I tell them and my partner tells them that, look, we want to make you world-class savers. Mm-hmm. And if you want to dive into the math and I want to show you graphs of how your savings rate is so much more important than your rate of return on the things that you have, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's what yeah. allows geometric growth to actually occur. And then you can start being more and more and more efficient along the way. But that's, mm-hmm. that is the number one thing that we just, as a society, we do not value... And we do not understand how important that is to have a savings rate, you know, in the 20, 30 percentile, which unfortunately, as we get jobs, right? And and here's the, here's the litmus test where you are today, right? You think about how much money you made on your first job and then what Mm -hmm. you're making today. So, right. Mm -hmm. If you're in your forties, this is a dramatic difference. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is you lived on this. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you remember what that was like. But as you mm-hmm. made more money, your expenses followed your income on that hockey stick. Yep. Because nobody stepped in and told you, look, if you can maintain this savings rate and maintain that difference and that delta between the two, look, if you have a good job, you'll be a millionaire when you retire. Right, It's simple math. And I can yeah. show you how to do it. But the problem is we typically see people here and then we say okay well how much are you saving Mm -hmm. and it's they're usually very scary numbers yeah and then you you know if you're in your 40s you have 20 25 year horizon to then retire and if you haven't been saving appropriately what you then have to do is now we have to talk about look if you want to retire with x or more importantly, you wanna retire with this kind of lifestyle, this is what it costs. Mm-hmm. Right, that's an eye-opener for it a It is lot of a people, big right? eye-opener. And you know, we yeah. don't ever really tell people, I don't ever wanna tell somebody, you have to change your lifestyle, right? Because mm-hmm. it's your life. That's not my job to tell you how to live. But what I will tell you is here's where the math works, here's where it doesn't mm-hmm. work. So right. however you wanna change that, right? These aren't numbers I'm making up, <laughs> this is just math. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how do we actually mm-hmm. do that? And if I captured them at the beginning, right? if i if I had if I saw you back here and I said, "Look, you don't ever have to do business with me, but I want you to do something for yourself." Mm-hmm. I want you when you when you're a kid or when you have your kids, you teach them that if they save thirty percent of everything they ever make and they mm-hmm. live below their means on that difference, on that seventy percent, They'll have it made in the shade, even if they make poor, whatever financial decisions they make along the way. If that number's correct, right. they'll be able to, you know, absorb that and make good decisions.
0: Such a good thing to remember, especially if any of the, my uh, younger friends listening to this, that's good advice from my friend, Brett. Brett, a couple quick questions before we wrap up. Um, these are rapid fire questions. Just tell me what comes to mind first. OK.
1: OK. All
0: right. Complete this sentence. Coaching is blank. Raising self-awareness. Cool, absolutely. That's so much about what you're right. That's so much about what it's about. What word or short phrase describes uh, what you consider good leadership? I
1: think above all else, it's servant leadership.
0: Yeah, yep. One more question for you. Your specific experience as a medical professional and an entrepreneur and now a coach, um, what's a lesson that's taught you about communicating with other humans?
1: That you need to meet people where they are. Mm. Uh, they're not, you know, my patients didn't understand medical lingo. And even if they were a medical practitioner, they didn't necessarily understand what the physical therapy world was all about in the rehab world, mm-hmm. and why we did what we did. Same thing in finance. You cannot tell somebody and explain GDP to them <laughs> or explain right. taxation if that's not something they want to hear or they have a background or they have any any filing cabinet in their brain to pull files from. You can't just spit out information to people and hope they learn it. That is just not that is not what occurs. Right. And having three teenagers, <laughs> look, if you're not if you're not looking at TikTok with them, and not from mm-hmm. a censorship standpoint, but to understand what it is that they're seeing in their world that they're sharing with their friends that they're talking about and if you don't meet them where they are guess what you're just another parent in a long line of you don't understand you don't know me you don't know my Mm -hmm. world you don't get me you've never been my age you just become that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i don't want to become that as a dad so i'm on TikTok all the time sharing videos with them
0: (laughs) awesome (laughs) meet them where they are such amazing advice. It's one of the things that I talk to my clients about a lot. I do a lot of presentation coaching. And one of the biggest misses is when you haven't considered your audience so that you can tailor your presentation to them to meet them where they are. I call it closing the gap You know, between the knowledge that you have and the knowledge that they have. Now, we all as communicators have a responsibility to help each other close that gap. Mm-hmm. But when you're the person who's the leader, that the onus really is on you to meet them where they are. All right, Brett. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. I want to thank Brett Mitchner of the DeYoung Financial Group for joining me. Brett, how can people find out about more find out more about you and your firm?
1: They can find us at deyoungfinancial.com uh, for any financial advice and uh, questions they might have. Uh, we'd love to meet new people. We'd love to have you come in. And as far as the coaching goes, you can find me on Instagram at coachbrett77.
0: Excellent. Thanks again, Brett. I really appreciate this, and uh, I look forward to our next conversation. Absolutely, Michael. I appreciate it. Everybody, that's it for this episode of Convey. Be sure to subscribe to this show on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And head on over to my website at Michael Piperno, That's com to learn more about me and to check out all the communication tips and tricks I share on my blog. We'll see you next time.